After Buzz, thanks for joining us for Season 1, Episode 8, the season finale. L.A. Clippers Dance Squad, last chance, last dance. Let's go. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I'm from Welcome. It's the season finale. We got a huge show tonight. The lovely ladies are here. We got a special guest. Natalie performs. Keegan visits. And the Rocks perform. Plus so much more. Before we get into that, let's introduce our special guest. Hi. <laughs> that was the best intro. I think that was the best intro I've ever had. Thank you so much for telling everybody about me. What is your name? I'm Lindsay McCormick. And where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at at M underscore sports. And you can find me on Instagram at Lindsay McCormick Sports. And we're so glad to have you here. Lindsay is a sports broadcaster and a former dancer, uh, I believe. Well, for 20, let me see. How old am I? 29? I've been dancing for 27 Ooh. years, I still dance. Oh, so ah, that's a big fat yes okay. right there. So glad you can join us. And you're in a brand new movie that's coming out soon, is that right? Yes, so The Bounce Back with Shamar Moore, Bill Bellamy, uh, Nadine Velasquez, Jason Kennedy. My name is Christy Olson, and you guys can always catch up with me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Christy Reports. And I am Jill Monroe, and you can catch up with me, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at Stiletto Jill. So let's talk, wait a minute, let's rewind this back, because (laughs) Lindsay's a dancer, and this is, of course, LA Clippers Dance Squad. So before we jump all the way in, I have a question for Lindsay. Okay. What did you think about the dancing? Um, I thought that some of the girls were really exceptional, and then I thought that there were others that maybe shouldn't have been on the squad. Ooh, I can't wait to talk about that. Would that be one of the ones that were having that was having issues? Possibly, yeah. But she was a sweet girl, so you wanted to root for her. But from a, like a technical standpoint. All right. Well, let's not waste any time. So let's start from the top of the episode again. I am Michael Rippy. You guys know that. You can find me on social media at Mike Rips. And so at the start of the episode, we see a little bit of the floss nest, but let's just pass that up and go right to the first. It's game performance time. There's a big performance. Natalie's ready to make her debut in the last game of the season, basically. Her parents are going to be there. She's nervous. She's excited. Petra's giving her a lot of crap. What's her take? Latrice, too. Yeah. Yeah. And Latrice. So what are our thoughts in this? I mean, these ladies take everything so to heart, and I just love the passion. It's like every one of them is like, you're threatening my job. No, you're threatening my job by sucking. Well, you're threatening my job by not making me look good. It's like everyone cares so much about having the squad go out there and give a fantastic performance. It's like you can't really blame anyone for being so passionate about it. I felt like in the seasons past, based on what they said during the show, it seemed like they maybe picked girls for different reasons to be on the squad, such as like good character, who could be a good representation of the Clippers organization. And it seems like Petra like came in and wanted it to be just dance. The focus wanted it to be like just on dance. So if you're talking from a technical standpoint, there shouldn't have been girls that were on the squad that were, but it... Uh, 
I mean, Natalie was on the squad for different reasons than everybody else. Okay, so we, f- we found out there it is. Natalie's one of the girls. Are there other girls in your evaluation of the dancing or what you saw? Because I don't know this for real. <laughs> <laughs> is there, uh, as closely as he was I, watching I, the booty shake I'm going to tell you this, ladies. Any of the dance squad that's watching, I thought you all were tremendous. <laughs> Job. His number is... <laughs> DM me. It was hard to see, to analyze them technically because the focus was always on Natalie. Like, you felt mm-hmm. bad for her. Yeah. It was just on her as a dancer. Everybody else just kind of, you either were one of the best or they didn't talk about you. Yeah, that was one of our complaints, actually, throughout the season that we didn't see enough We didn't get dancing. to meet a lot of them. Yeah. You agree? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we wondered about that. We were like, okay, it's LA Clippers dance squad, and I know we want to see what happens away from the court, but we want to see the change. We want to see what the new energy actually um, turns into on the court, because since they said that's the focus in the sisterhood, that's yeah. the best way we could have seen it. Mm-hmm. So more dancing next season. So I have another question about Petra and Latrice, because I, I wrote down some of the comments. They, they t- called Natalie a, a mess and trying to get me fired. Now, do you think that that's really what they thought, or were they playing it up for the cameras and for the show? If I mean, if the show was not staged and they didn't sit there and tell Natalie, you know, like, hey, get a little off on that count or that move based on the clips we saw. Uh, I, so I it mean, real. This... she came in and tried to take over the program, Petra did, and wanted to just make them the best dance team in the NBA. And I've watched a lot of dance teams. I covered the Portland Trailblazers for a while. Who, City. Who, yeah, who just beat out the Clippers, ironically, in the playoffs. Teardrop, teardrop, teardrop. Sorry. But if you want your team to be the best, it, it, people don't... I mean, I'm not. I'm a fan, and I'm not going to the different places and meeting these girls, so I don't know what their character's like. I'm just a fan sitting in the stands watching them from a technical standpoint. Mm-hmm. standpoint. Right. That's a good point. And also, Petra, as we recall, she is from New York, so she's got that strong... No, remember, she came back to New York. She was a Laker girl originally. She went to New York to do Brooklyn, and Latrice was her choreographer. So she was there, you know, making a splash, introducing, I guess a franchise of dancers, so she's coming back here. I think right. she just wants to continue that thread. She had that New York mentality, though, bringing it, like, kind of strong. That 80s Lakers, Paula Abdul. She has a legacy to continue and a new one to start. Yeah. <laughs> I love how much you're into this, show. And, and let me say this. As somebody who still takes dance classes, I get where Natalie's coming from, saying, like, the style was so different the seasons before, and mm-hmm. then it switched this season to more hip-hop. Like, I, I'm a contemporary dancer. I couldn't necessarily, and a ballroom dancer, I couldn't necessarily walk into a hip-hop class and just rec shop. So I get where she's coming from on that. Okay. All right, so let's move on to Hannah. So Hannah is such a sweetheart. We see her consoling Natalie, just always, like, very compassionate and loving and caring for Natalie. And as a rookie, that's such a nice quality to see out of her. I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, not just with Natalie, but in general, this whole season, we've really come to learn that, that Hannah is just a really sweet girl. Yeah, she gave Natalie the pep talk that I think we all wanted to give to her. And she just has that heart of gold, sort of. We did see her get a little sassy at the end, and I was surprised about that, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. But, I mean, she just has been the one that everyone loves, that makes everyone laugh. And just, I mean, she's like your BFF. I want her to be my BFF. Hey, Hannah. BFF. She was so cute. Um, I think 
I liked seeing Hannah as a rookie sort of step up and take charge. She does have that legacy coming from the Saints as a cheerleader. So she had that type, that aspect of the sisterhood to extend to the others. And I think that's good because it shows that even though she was a rookie, she had some leadership skills in a different sort of way. And I think that those types were needed on the team when you had someone like Athena that obviously made everyone uncomfortable and caused waves. And it's a great mm-hmm, point because true. the way that Hannah did and showed her leadership was very authentic and genuine. It wasn't like she was out for something from the start and you could tell. It was Hannah kind of, she evolved as the season went along and grew and kind of stepped up when the time called for it. Not, look at me, look at me, I'm doing this for the cameras or I want to be the leader, etc. Mm-hmm, so it's not, very genuine and authentic and yeah. it, it kind of shows the person that it seems like Hannah is yeah, genuinely. Yeah, she wasn't elbowing anyone to be the front runner in those first few episodes when they were talking about co-captain. She's not she's not trying to be the girl who gets all the attention. Yeah. And I think that's very refreshing amongst a group like this. So to tie a bow on Natalie, <laughs> she performs in front of her parents. It looks like it goes over well and it seems like that's going to be her retirement. Go out on top. That's what I say. Yeah. Exactly. Or it's close to. Do you know what I thought was interesting though when they were discussing that performance? That apparently they just um, learned the end of that routine or some parts right of it before. right before they stepped out there. And I thought that that was interesting that they would throw Natalie in that sort of challenge, given the difficulties that they've had with her all season with the choreography. It, it just it was interesting the way it played out because I was also wondering, well, are there some questions as to Latrice and how she's running the team and the rehearsals and their practices? Because we didn't hear too much about it. We only saw her as a surface, just sort of as an antagonist to Natalie. But I just kind of wonder if... Um, she seemed concerned. Yeah, just like, well, what's going on? Why are we... Ma- I mean, I know that there's always last-minute changes. Things can happen, but that much of a routine where they've been such a stickler all season, it just seems sort of an interesting point because Hannah made sure to sort of ring that in. Mm-hmm. So we saw a sweet moment with Blair. She's uh, back at the Cafe Solar. She apologizes to her mother. Her mother apologizes to her, and she invites her to her big performance Uh, coming up with her band, The Rocks. Mm -hmm. And it's sweet because her mom is going to come out and it feels like they kind of reconnect. And so we're going to get to that performance. But before we forget that, I want to go back to Hannah and talk about Keegan because Keegan comes to L.A. So I have a bunch of questions here uh, (laughs) if you could help me. First, I didn't understand, I guess, why Keegan came with Savannah and not alone. Well, I think Savannah is like her BFF, and so maybe that's, they oh, that's both. Hannah's BFF. Yeah, I think that they both came out to sort of, hey, let's go see LA, and we're gonna go visit Hannah and be on the show really fast, and yeah. you know, because she disappeared rather quickly. Right, rather quickly. Is true. Yeah, they must have shot a bunch of boring crap with her that they didn't <laughs> want to use. Sorry, Savannah. Or it's like one of those things where your boyfriend and your friends all come into town, and then you're like, damn, I just want to spend time with my boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what Hannah and Keegan do, and we kind of see more of that kind of cute puppy love, kind of weird. I mean, what do you guys think of their relationship, at least shown to us? It's, it's. 
I'm not sure what to... It's kind of weird, in my opinion, kind of the way they interact with each other. I mean, they obviously, it's very cute, and they and they love each other, but it's also a little bit odd the way... I mean, they, the man, and I don't know. I felt like he was awkward on camera. Like, maybe he wasn't used to having a reality uh, show in his in his bedroom or living room. Okay. Yeah, that, that was maybe a big part of it. But they are very childish. Yes. They have a weird sort of immature dynamic or something where they're just cutesy with each other. And, you know, it's not like they were only together for a few months. It's not like they're teenagers. Right. No. You know, they're in their 20s and they were talking about marriage and things. So it just is odd to hear them be like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry I said I love you. He- but they've it's a little been much. together since they were teenagers, so maybe that's a part um, of it. Maybe yeah. that it's like a comfortable place. Yeah, like yeah. they go back to their you know Peter Pan moment or something. I don't know because it's an interesting side of Hannah to see the way that she kind of morphs right back into that really cutesy like lovey dovey like very not confrontational type of girl or or anything and just goes right into like Keegan's level. So it's comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll get back to Hannah and Keegan a little bit. Let's go to the Rocks performance. What did you guys yeah, think? Yeah, let's go of, to the Rocks performance. <laughs> what did you guys think of the Rocks performance, honestly? <laughs> I loved it. This is I loved great, it. great YouTube TV right now. Great potential. <laughs> I thought the way it was shot made it look like it was a great performance. Blair's honestly one of my favorite on the entire show. Uh, would I listen to that song in my free time? Mm, probably not. But I like the performance as a whole. Do they have potential? Mm, <laughs> maybe. Well, I'm I'm going cool, to cool. say that they have potential because Othan looks like she that's their manager. She looks like she's going to get them together. So yeah. that's what we're mm-hmm. gonna hope for and we love Blair, so we do love Blair, and she stood out in this, and normally I would say, well, it's just because they were shooting her, and she's on the show, and this and that. But those were her vocals. She was leading. Yeah. And even when they were showing all the girls just dancing, she really, really was kind of the star that shined yeah. the brightest. Yeah. So it was just good to see her, not just realizing her dream, but it was like, oh, okay, she is good. She can do this. Yeah. I mean, I sort of, it just made me think that she needs to revisit that whole solo thing that her maybe mom was that's, talking yeah, about. Yeah, maybe that's why her mom mm. wanted her to go solo, because she didn't think the group was up to par. Mm-hmm. Season two, I feel like that'll be a storyline. Absolutely. Season, if we get a season I two. Like it. <laughs> uh, um, I feel like we're the cynical side, <laughs> and then you guys are all so positive about being. No, not cynical. <laughs> I just have no idea how this stuff works. Uh, I did like uh, Athena. I like the coach. Um, She's cutthroat. She means business. Othan. Othan. I want more Othan. Yeah. Uh, give her a reality show. Uh, <laughs> let her develop talent. I like her. So That's a good idea. After the performance, we realize that Blair has invited Athena, and Athena has brought along one of her floozies. <laughs> Maybelline. We are told. <laughs> and it becomes quickly clear that there's... the. That Maybelline's out for her big moment. There's some big moments to be had. There's a lot of girl drama. And since I am not really, you know, I'm not one to speak about the girl drama. I'm going to leave it to you, ladies. I mean, talk to me about what was happening in this scene. I mean, I thought everybody was kind of in the wrong in the scene. I mean, to pull her away. Okay, I get that you are uncomfortable and you don't really want to talk to her in front of all the girls that are making fun of you. But then, like, the way they pulled her back, like, it was just childish all around by everybody. And I was surprised to see Hannah acting that way. Yeah. We have gotten like solid gold sweet Hannah this entire time and she got really sassy and yeah. dramatic <laughs> and I I mean a part of me understands that Athena has put her through a lot and she feels like she is so done with her and that was the last person she wanted to see show up at this place where she thought she was going to have a good time. Like yeah. I get that, but I was just like, "Dang, she's got it in her." 
Did I thought, I thought maybe there was some drinks involved or something. I just oh, couldn't yes. understand why it was maybe so Maybe that's what intense. she had in her. I mean, I know that they don't like Athena, but it just felt like, why do you guys care that much? You really don't have to deal with her. She's going to leave in a minute. She's yeah. not on the squad anymore. Like... Like you don't need to be threatened by yeah, her. Yeah, let her run along. I yeah. respected Blair for inviting her, though. Like that's why I love Blair. She's just always neutral. She she's said, very friendly. She, Hannah asked her why was she there. Blair said because I invited her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of there. You go. So, and it makes for great reality TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. So we know there may have been drinks involved, but what there definitely were involved were brands. And boobs. And so <laughs> I'm not one to know about Forever 21 and Michael Kors. I'm not sure is that, like, I mean, what was the take on that? Are those brands that you shouldn't be wearing? Because I never thought about it like that. I just usually think that whatever clothing is made by anyone, if it looks good, it looks good, regardless of the stylist or whatnot. I mean, what was that like an insult? Was that stupid? What that was, was being elitist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And it was being, like, stupid elitist, too. Because, like, the ones they pulled out and, uh, like, Michael Kors. I mean, come on. Uh, Forever I 21, I understand. When she said Michael Kors, I was like, oh, I like Michael Kors. I thought that, that was, <laughs> like, like, if a I'm wearing Michael person. Kors, I'm thinking, like, oh, hey, this is from Bloomingdale's. I like good. Uh, I mean, Forever 21, I get. You can tell yeah. a Forever 21 dress. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you can only wear You can see right through it. It's thin. And you can only wear it one time because it's going to look like crap afterwards. I no. can't tell We're, we're teaching you. Dress. We're teaching you. Okay. It's a little when you, when you can see through it. When you notice, <laughs> that, um, you can see through it. Forever 21? Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. I feel like if somebody said that to me, I would take it as a compliment. Like, damn right, $9.99, wifey material. Yeah. I, I look I, great. I, exactly, and if you look good at it, I already shop right yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just remember in the earlier episodes, though, when um, Athena went to lunch with, the, I can't remember if Maybelline was there. I really feel like she was there, and she was talking about the girls. I think that's their thing, though. Like, okay, we're going to make you feel common right, wait, or basic I, that's what saying, it is basic yeah. are you saying their thing is being female what, what, what hey mean? not all females <laughs> are catty like that <laughs> so don't not catty but us. they talk about being petty and i thought that it was pretty petty of athena you know talking about brands and also i noted mm-hmm. that they put under her little title on the show was former la clippers dancer I don't know if it was like that the last time we saw her, but I noticed they made a clear oh, indication. I didn't catch yeah, that. it's a former. Oh, that's gotta hurt. Probably stung well, her hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's true. Do you know, like, can the truth, truth really hurts. hurt in something like that? I mean, she even said to um, Blair's grandmother, "Yeah, I was on the team." Was. <laughs> <laughs> and well, for, former's a little nicer than like ex Clippers dancer. True. Sounds a little harsh. Fi- or fired. <laughs> Got her ass Ooh. fired. Yeah, they could have done that. Got so. her ass fired. Yeah. <laughs> well, but we like all of a sudden suddenly learned that she wanted to be the Petra. We thought she wanted to be the basketball player's yeah. trophy wife, but all of a sudden she's saying like, "I wanted to be the creative director." Like, I want. I think she just she just talking out of her. I think talking she, her out of that ass, she got fired. I'm I mean, saying. I could see her wanting Petra's job, but I don't think that that was in the forefront of her mind. Exactly. I think whatever was in the forefront of her mind is stardom, yep. fame, um, you know, and a trophy husband. Mm-hmm. I mean, by far she was one of the best dancers on that show. Mm-hmm. But it was obvious she wanted to be the star and then when she realized, oh, there are repercussions sometimes for being the star of a show. Then she kind of backed away and we saw a softer side of her throughout the season. Well, but not only being the star, she was yeah. also doing things that got her in trouble that yeah. she was asked not to do explicitly like when she, they went to Asia and she yeah. didn't go down the right hallway. 
pretty simple to just follow the instructions. Yeah. Don't shop at Forever 21 and don't go to the left. <laughs> <laughs> what we learned from LA Clippers Dance Squad Season 1. So, we, oh, before, you have something else? Oh, no, Please. I was just going to say, we also learned that if you don't draw attention to yourself, you won't end up on camera. Was that Candace we saw? When was the last yes. time we saw Candace? <laughs> it's yes. been, it's been episodes since we've seen Candace, Candace, and I loved her, and she came Sweetheart. in here and did an interview. Yeah. She's great. I mean, I think... The, the Clippers clearly had control over this series, and they clearly had, like, last nod, like, yes, we approve this episode. No, we don't approve this episode. And I think maybe that ended up getting it a little watered down. Yeah. And I think a really nice girl like Candace, they were like, oh, you know, we already got a lot of nice stuff. Sorry, you're just going to be more nice, so we can't use you. Like, yeah. uh, it's not her fault. We're sorry, Candace. We wanted to see you more. More but- Candace in season two. Yeah. yeah. So before Hannah and Maybelline come to bro to a fight or whatever. Verbal blows. Verbal blows, yeah. Verbal altercation. Athena and Maybelline take off, and that wraps up the Roxas' performance. It brings us to Hannah and Keegan. Keegan has to go back home, and it's kind of the ending of their relationship. Hannah and Keegan have a heart-to-heart. They talk about their relationship. Hannah's kind of not able to move on while she's doing the long distance, but she loves Keegan. My question is that is Keegan says he can't move to LA because he can't find work. Yeah. He doesn't have anything lined up yet. Well can he I mean most people come to LA with a lot of things not lined up. <laughs> but maybe that, that doesn't work for about? them. Yeah. You know, like where is he gonna live? She has roommates, so he can't move in there. That would be insensitive, right? Okay. So yeah. Question. Yeah. Do you guys think that actually do you ladies think that if Keegan was like, yes, I want to move to L.A., Hannah would be all for it? Or do you think she would not be for it? Like, because she wants to do it. 100%. That's exactly what she wanted him to say. Yes, I loved it here. I'm not even going to bother to go home right now. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. send for my stuff. That's yeah. what she wanted. Why didn't Keegan do that? Maybe like, he doesn't like, like L.A., you know? Well, he L.A. Said, can be he intimidating. He said he didn't like downtown, that's for yeah. sure. And LA we don't blame him for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good move. Uh, downtown's coming together. Really. <laughs> <laughs> right. let's, not, let's not be too down on downtown L.A. I think it might just be intimidating, you know? Because if he doesn't have a job and he doesn't know what he's going to do here and she's off pursuing her dream and dancing for the Clippers, that could make for an uncomfortable situation, mm-hmm. I think, It's just in very sad because it's clear that they obviously really like like each other when yeah. they're together and they're just not able to be together because one wants to be in one place and one wants to be the other. So do they really want to be together? Well, that's what I was asking. That's what I was That's what yeah. I was trying to get at. Uh, I think it's comfortable. I think I'm trying mm-hmm. to put myself in his shoes and if I'm dating somebody and they say to me, you know, our options are you either move to this city with me or you break up, I'm probably going to move to the city. Especially right? when it's L.A. I feel like... And at least try it out. That's what I was thinking. That's why I asked what you would have thought. It seemed, it does seem like, as you mentioned earlier, that it's a little bit childish, kind of their relationship. It's you know, Hannah's trying to be very like a career. She's very mm-hmm. career oriented. She's mm-hmm. talking about she moved to LA for all this, and it's like she's. I'm not sure Keegan's at the same level. Even just the puppiness and the, some of the things he says. Maybe they're cute when you're like 15 or 16, but I think when you're starting to be 24, 25, and you're 
gonna be in a real relationship maybe i don't know well, I'm yeah not like would he would though. he be ready for la i'm not so sure yeah. plus you know things happen so quickly for hannah like yeah. she always kept saying what she was here for two weeks or something when she got the clippers gig and the chances of that happening for keegan in whatever work he does are incredibly slim and yeah. he probably knows that it's like she's sort of set this bar of success like yeah. she moved and she's made it already in la yeah. I, that's got to be make it even more difficult for him Good for her, though, for acknowledging the fact that she couldn't be with him if he didn't move here. And she knows herself well enough to know that she wouldn't be productive work-wise if, if he was still on her mind. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a sign of maturity. So, That's true. Let's give yeah. him a little credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so before, be before it could all be over, though, we get a quick clip of what we think maybe Keegan's going to get on his knee, but instead, our special guest, Lindsay, already knew what was going to happen and said before it that maybe he's just going to tie his shoe, and it ends up that he's going to tie his shoe, and that's what happens. I would have so, punched him. Exactly. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Exactly I would have punched thinking. him. You don't do Does that. Does he not have any clue right there? Not even him. I blame the producers for this. <laughs> I feel like they probably set him up for it, first they of all, and second of all, up. they should not have given us this, like, cheap preview. Like, they have been showing that clip since the trailer, since Seriously. before we saw one second of this show. Like, don't do that to us. Come on. It's the worst thing you could possibly do to a girl. I had a, a boyfriend that sent me into the restroom with this box that looked like it was going to be an engagement ring, and I got so excited. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Thankfully, I was in the bathroom opening the box because it was not an engagement ring, and there was disappointment all over my face. Okay, now you have to tell us what was well, in the box. I mean, I <laughs> and why did you go in the, with the box like, first? You have to. You can't leave us hanging. Thank you. It was like an inside joke between so me and I. Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cute inside joke thing. So there was thought behind it. It wasn't. It wasn't a complete terrible move on his part. But still, like the box was the size of an engagement ring, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be perfect. I'm gonna walk out of the bathroom and just bells are gonna ring and it's gonna be amazing. And it wasn't. It was like a, sh- a shoe tying thing. It's miserable. I would have punched him too. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't act like you're that True. disappointed. True. Well, he's not around anymore, huh? Clearly not. Uh, no. <laughs> let that be a lesson to you. <laughs> yeah, Don't tie okay, your shoe. We see, we see you, Michael. We ah, see amazing. you and I. This is fantastic. Here. I see where uh, you're going. So, <laughs> before we get to predictions, do we have any final thoughts on our season as a whole and the season finale? <laughs> well, we saw guys. Savannah's finger a couple times tonight, and they didn't blur we that did. out. That That's was pretty true. sassy. This has been a, a pretty good show. And it's been a great first season. It really has left us wanting more. I think that's the number one thing. I'm thinking right now, like, oh, I hope there is a second season. And, again, these girls are just so freaking lovable. Like, what other reality show do you watch and not be like, oh, that girl's rude, that girl's mean, that girl has no sense, like, she's dumb. I mean, what more could you really want than just to sit for an hour? And more dancing. You got it, Joe. More dancing. (laughs) I I mean, for me, I, I just... I felt like some of the points were just drawn out for much longer than they needed to be. It started making me lose interest in some of them because I'm like, I know that you have something more to offer than this one point, but I understand that, you know, the Clippers have gone through a rough time these past couple of years, my squad, (laughs) (laughs) and so we have to focus on the positivity. So I would like to see a season two to see them flesh that out more and, you know, everyone can kind of relax and sort of, they know the process now and there'll be new girls in the mix. 
and some of the old ones, we hope. Okay. Yeah. With that, ladies, let's get to the predictions. Special guest. Yes. What is the question? <laughs> Do you have any predictions for next season? Ooh, I'm anxious to see how they're going to incorporate Athena into it now that she's not on the team. Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to keep her around as a bad girl? Or I, my prediction is they'll be a new bad girl. Ooh, and it might be Rihanna. <laughs> work, work, work. Well, I think there definitely is going to be a season two of this show because even if E doesn't have a lot of value in it, the Clippers probably want this to keep going. It's great promo for them. They'll pay for it if they need to. So there will definitely be a season two. And I think maybe it'll be a little sassier. Like they're going to be like, yeah. okay, we controlled too much. We let yeah. them look too good. Let's really play it up this time. And I don't know though. I, a new bad girl would be fantastic, but I also think they will create a find a way to bring Athena in. Yeah. There's going to be some kind of a mentor role or something like you just you don't let her go unless she hops onto some other reality show before then which is entirely possible. Or <laughs> she and Blair maintain their friendship and oh, that is yeah. an authentic way that she can come aboard and yeah. still come to events because Blair obviously is like I invited her. Yeah. So yes. deal. <laughs> okay. And so she's got it all figured out. <laughs> I think that we'll have a season two. Okay. I think that Athena will return, possibly be being on the team again. Oh wow! But her friend mm. Maybelline will be on the team. Ooh. Maybe Ooh, she's the new bad girl. Mm. And then they Maybe end on. up going at each other. Well, because they're both the same way. And they both Wait, can Maybelline dance? I have no idea. <laughs> that she could just now. buy some dance ability and have it implanted. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's probably what works. Hannah would say. Oh, Maybelline. Hi, right. Maybelline. We see you, girl. We see you. That, that was our season. Ellie Clippers Dance Squad. Thank you guys so much for watching Woo. all season long. My name is Michael Rippey. You can find me on social media at Mike Rips. Again, thank you so much. For the lovely ladies, tell us. Lindsay McCormick, and you can find me on at Lindsay M underscore sports and at Lindsay McCormick Sports. And in the brand new movie coming out soon. The Bounce Back. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, keep up with me everywhere, guys, at Christy Reports. And please also subscribe to my YouTube channel at Christy Reports. I have juicy interviews with gorgeous people like Lindsay McCormick over here, so do it. And you can find me, Jill Monroe, at Stiletto Jill, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. And also make sure you check out JacksonStilettoJill.com for all your sports and pop culture updates. See you next season. Adios. Thank you. Ciao. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.